Hi, my name is Christy Lee. Welcome to the Praise and Worship Podcast. This is episode eight, featuring Rend Collective's very own drummer, Gareth Gilkison. His band has had to postpone their revival anthem tour until 2021. And with so much change, I really love what they have said, that it hasn't changed their calling one bit. Their heart's desire still is to give you a reason to celebrate. And here's the line that is highlighter worthy. They say their mission is to wrap lyrics and melody around your experiences, the highs and the lows, so you can bring them to Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? I loved catching up with Gareth talking about how his family is handling the quarantine, how his band is still connecting with fans through the socially distant worship club meetings and resources that they're working on for your church. And of course, we really dig into the new record, Choose to Worship, which Gareth says is not the original title and was not originally met with much enthusiasm from the rest of the band. Keep your ears peeled for Gareth's real encouragement in making that choice to worship and for tips in case you're also all of a sudden adjusting to leading worship through a screen. It's all coming up, so let's get started. Today we're talking with Gareth from Rend Collective. And Gareth, how are you doing with all of this quarantine stuff? Oh, you know, I would love to say that I'm 10 pounds lighter uh, and uh, I've learned so much, but uh, it's just more, uh, you know, the way it is for most parents, it's kind of survival, but, uh, you know, just trying to find fun things to do and and, uh, entertain ourselves. Exactly. Because I've found when I talk to people, there are two different reactions. Some families are loving this. They're like, yeah, we've got this routine. We feel great. We love the family time and they're thriving. Other families are going totally bananas. Of course, everybody has ups and downs. But naturally, which one does your family's personality fall into? Oh, goodness. We're one of those families that are already together all the time. My wife's in the band, so the kids come everywhere. And, you know, these these few months, we were actually meant to be uh, living on a tour bus for eight weeks touring around America. So this is a lot bigger than a tour bus. Uh, so that's that's kind of good. I think I think maybe just uh, the weather hasn't been great. So you kind of all being inside is a bit much. You kind of need to kick them outdoors a bit, you know. Right. You kind of need to be okay with mud right now. That's what I'm. Yeah. As a mom, I'm like, is it's mud? It's fine. Go outside, enjoy it. Well, as an Irishman, I love I love grass, and my uh, <laughs> my lawn is pretty much like the most magnificent thing you've ever seen. Um, but when we've all been playing, you know, we've been putting up like a, a, a small, we have like this kids bounce house and things like that. And then it wrecks the grass and you're putting bubbles on it. And I'm just looking at it going, oh, once this was heaven and now this is just torture. So, <laughs> but at least we're all having fun. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of have to, you kind of have to permit that kind of a thing. So yeah, your right. grass, your grass will come back. Don't you think? I don't know. It looks really dead. No, I, I'll see what I can do. I'll, I'll, I'll try and resurrect it somehow. Oh, well, tis the season for resurrection. Hey, thanks for setting up that segue. So <laughs> Easter uh, started Thursday with the socially distant worship club meeting around a campfire which people yeah. were thrilled about. It was an interesting time. We were kind of aware that I, I think Good Friday and all of those things, like they just get so busy. So we wanted to do just something. It, it's kind of a time at Easter that people don't really think about. You know, uh, the moment where Jesus was praying in the garden and sort of 
like we were talking that night about how when Jesus prayed, uh, you know, take this cup away from me, but not my will, but your will be done. That was kind of the victory there and then. You know, mm. he had already he had already won the victory there where he had made his decision and set his mind. So that was fun. Uh, just looking at all that and uh, worshipping uh, with, with some of the other guys very distantly. Very distantly. Yeah, at least you and your wife get to sit on the same, you know, very yes. close together. That's true. And, and, you know, if anybody left a comment like they're not six feet apart, I would I would just have to say, you know, we don't sleep six feet apart, so we're not going to worship six feet apart. It's social distancing. It's not marital distancing. That's, yes, marital yes, proximity exactly. should still be very close together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, the record Choose to Worship. This is amazing timing for this record to release. So I loved the announcement that you guys were doing a worship record. And now to hear it, it's exactly what we need right now. The perspective of this record written from the winter, the valley, the darkness, the battle, the hurting, the waiting, instead of worship songs from the mountaintop, looking right. back on, on God did it, instead declaring that he can do it. Right. So uh, choose to worship this concept. Talk a little bit about that and what it, it means to you personally. Yeah, well, you know, here's the funny thing about the record. It was actually meant to be called Revival Anthem, and we were writing all these songs for a revival. So we're doing a, a world tour at the minute called the Revival Anthem World Tour. Yeah, That will give you a hint that that was the album that it was meant to be. <laughs> and then, you know, just in this crazy moment, about two months before Christmas, we felt like God uh, completely changed the direction. All the revival songs that we sort of written um, most of them got pushed to the side, and all these songs out of like singing out of out of struggle. Uh, the title track, "Choose a Worship." Um, there's uh, there's a song in there called "Sing It from the Shackles," um, which is, I guess, the Paul and Silas story of worshiping in in the prison. There's another song in there called "Defiant," um, which That's is my favorite you know, one. yeah, defiant against the darkness and the highs and the lows. You'll never let me go. You know. Um, those songs just started flowing out and we felt like God was telling us to call the album Choose to Worship, um, which here's the funny thing. Chris and I were praying about it and we thought it was the right thing to do. We told the rest of the band and they said, this is a terrible idea. This is the cheesiest title I have ever heard. You know, we've never done a cheesy title. Like, why would we be doing this? And it, it just was like, I don't think that this is meant to be an artistic or cool title. This is just meant to be something that's real. And then here we are when the album releases, you just see God's hand in it all. It's interesting because when you listen to all of the songs, revival becomes like a sub theme. It's right. definitely there. Um, but the primary focus really is choosing to worship, which right. I think hits home with a lot of believers right now, because in the midst of what we're going through, it hurts. It stinks. We're choosing to worship when we might not feel like it. Um, and then a lot of people are also praying revival will come out of this. Right. So it's it's just a perfect ratio and combination on this record. Um, one of the things, though, you know, I remember the first time somebody told me years ago when I was in the middle of a hard time, they said, worship is a weapon. You should choose right. to worship. And when you're not feeling that way, it feels like weird advice 
or it, right. or it feels like people write these songs and it's amazing. They can feel that way, but I don't feel that way. Right. And so why would I fake it? But I think the encouragement is different. So so tell us about what when you say to somebody, choose to worship, you're not telling them to be fake. Right. I, I mean, here's the thing. Outside of even the times that we're going through or the difficult times we go through, from a very personal perspective, uh, we worship for a living. So... Uh, that is our job, uh, and we lead people in worship about 120 times a year. Uh, so that's once every three days. Uh, we are expected to be on stage and be at our peak um, spiritual, you know, moment. And the realities aren't there. Like uh, we have, Ali and I have gone to stage like with puke on us. You know, one kid's puked on you, the other kids doing other things, and the other, you know, and. and or, or we've got family troubles or difficult things going on in our personal lives, or just complete and utter um, uh, boredom with the monotony. You know, if you go out on an eight-week tour and you're and you're leading worship five nights in a row, so even from a practical perspective, the, the idea of worship—if we were meant to be only worshiping when we were bang on, <laughs> when we were when we had it all figured out—it just wouldn't happen. Um, and uh, I love that Nehemiah verse where, you know, where it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I think that that aspect within worship is is very clear. It, Jesus said that the Father looks for those who worship in spirit and in truth, uh, not in circumstances and feelings, but in spirit and in truth. And so when your spirit, when you just quiet yourself and you go, do I love God? Yes. Is God good? Yes. Are my circumstances good? No. Has God changed? No. So, well, I'm still going to worship. It, it's not a, I think to say that when you worship, that's a statement that everything's okay would be incorrect. When you worship, it's a, uh, well, you know, it's an act of defiance against the fact that things aren't okay. Um, and we all, hey, we all look forward to getting to heaven and being able to worship when nothing is wrong. That would be a really, really great time. But right now we're born out of the struggle. We're, you know, children of Jacob who wrestled with the angel. And here we are. Yeah. Jacob and Defiance is a nice combination there too. I should have we should have slipped him in in the song. Yeah. That would have been a good one. You could do it in the live the live acoustic version or something. Just shout out Jacob. I mean, if I'm thinking of anybody who's defiant, he had some defiance for sure. I, sometimes it wasn't so good. <laughs> so that's that song because I I really love it. Um, I think sometimes the juxtaposition between like or like be still on the record. It, right. Be still is not one of those super slow with a flute, and you know I love I love the feeling of these songs and defiance. That one just that one is so cool. Um, where did where did that particular song come come from? Was that a parent of a toddler kind of a thing, or <laughs> you know? oh goodness, uh, the um, I think it it came from very much that that sort of um, when we were praying that idea of uh, standing up against the darkness. So, like an Irish an Irish story of it is there is an island. Um, off if anybody's ever been to the Cliffs of Moher, which is on the west coast of Ireland, everybody, every tourist goes there. As a matter of fact, our our recent music video, we shot some of it on the edge of it, which was terrifying. Um, <laughs> but there's an island just off it. You can see it. Um, 
it's a 10 minute ferry ride and it's called the Iron Islands and they used to have on there uh, a monastery so Ireland as you know saints and scholars lots of uh, uh, Christian culture Celtic Christianity these guys were on the Iron Islands and for hundreds of years they just assumed that they were because no one knew America was there, right? You guys didn't exist. So, <laughs> so, so they thought that was the edge of the world. Right. So the, the assumption was that they went to get as far away from Europe as possible so that they could commune with God and get away from people. The reality was that in Celtic Christianity, they believed that the edge of the world is where the devil came to attack from. So for them, they weren't trying to get away from people. They were standing on the front lines right at the edge. Right. And uh, that was their act of defiance, that they had built a place there and that they worshipped there and that they, you know, and they prayed there and they prayed the darkness away from Europe. And I think that's just such a cool picture for us is that we don't need to run away from our circumstances. Um, we just need to stand in the wind of it um, and all we need to do sometimes, all we can do is stand. Other times we can shout and we can pray and we can lift up a loud voice, but sometimes even just standing and standing our ground is an act of defiance. Yeah. I think when you make this decision or you make that stand, there's a wave of strength or something that comes, right. you know, and, and so sometimes the hardest thing to do is that first thing, that, right. that first decision. Um, so this, this record really, there's so, the variety of songs, but if you're going through, I mean, we're all going through the quarantine on top of that, other people are going through the regular winters and darknesses and, and valleys. Right. Um, but I love the way that you help us to be able to stand and to sing in these seasons. Yeah. Well, it's, you, you know, uh, there's no greater privilege than first of all, writing songs for your own walk with God and then to be able to share them with other people and uh, serve people in that way. I think there's nothing uh, there's nothing more exciting for me than that when we get emails or messages from people about the times they're going through and the songs that they're singing through it. Yeah. Uh, because to be honest with you, sometimes you can feel it's all a little bit self-serving, playing in a band and touring <laughs> around, and it feels, it feels an awful lot about us. Um, but when you hear those stories, it reminds you that uh, it reminds you of your original calling. Right. Uh, speaking of, there are other people who are also trying to lead worship for their congregations, uh, for however they're doing it uh, over screens, you know, like you guys are doing. Have you found anything that really helps you to lead worship? through the internet and the screens what you know what are you keeping in mind for worship leaders that are also new to this do you have any right. tips yeah i do it is as weird as anything it is the weirdest <laughs> scenario um to as a worship leader you almost your whole job is to look at people see how they react and help lead them to a closer uh experience with god uh, you know as they sing and uh, here we are looking at screens. So I think, first of all, realizing this probably is never going to be your, where you're going to feel like you had a fantastic time. You're going to feel like it was hard work. Um, but within that, it's just remembering to be authentic, remembering to lead people, think about where they are, uh, try and push out of your head the awkwardness. 
this is the world we're moving into, isn't it? Uh, like a, a digital world where we do um, communicate with people through screens, probably as much as face to face. That's going to be the future. So I guess we just have to get used to it and realize that God's spirit transcends technology, transcends musical genres and uh, transcends people groups and uh, rule with it. (laughs) Also, it's okay to make mistakes. Goodness, when I think about how bad, I I saw the other day, Kerry Job did a thing, you know, uh, this this live thing, and it looked fantastic. These lovely cameras, it just all sounded great. And then I I realized we've stuck an iPhone in the corner. (laughs) They're just playing. But, you know, it's... It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be real and authentic. I think that's really important that it really has to be. If you spend any energy on any part of what you're doing through the screen, I think having it to be real and authentic will really make a connection. I love Carrie Job, and I'm sure that hers was great as well. Uh, But, you know, fancy cameras, I think you you could take them or leave them. Right. Right. We've actually decided this um, this week. Uh, we are recording. We do have fancy cameras coming around to our house. Oh, no. uh, not for our, not for our worship club, though. We have decided to create a package for uh, churches. So um, if their worship team wants a week off, they can just use us as their worship team hey, cool. for free. So that'll give everybody, anybody who needs a break, because <laughs> it, it keeps on happening. Then we're we're here to just do that for them. That's a great idea. How will people know when that's available? Goodness, you just follow us on the Instagrams or the Facebooks, or you can sign up to our mailing list. I'm sure it'll be on that too. Um, or you can call Chris, our singer. He <laughs> he actually gave his number out the other day live on Instagram. He's like, if anybody wants to call me, and then he gave his number out. So, and he, he hasn't that. changed it yet. He's still keeping the number. I think his Irish accent precluded anybody oh. from knowing what he was saying. So it's all good. <laughs> that is but awesome. Yeah, that we're is shooting so that cool. this Friday. I'm sure it'll be out and available uh, not this weekend, but uh, probably the start of next week. I did love that you had Sean Curran in on one of the meetings. I've yeah. lo- What he does is like his morning devotional. It is, it is awesome. And then to have him with you since he was on tour with you guys. Uh, right. That was great. Do you have any plans of having anybody else join your worship club meetings? We would love to. Um, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I think, yeah, the biggest issue is the technology is still not there. So if you're on and you do the split screen, you, we can't make any noise because if we make any noise, it takes the microphone away from their screen. But we'll try it. Yeah. I mean, it was great. It was good to have. It was weird, but it yeah. was good. So, you know, just the, the, the how unnatural it all still feels. Yeah. I think he thrives in, in the awkward. Like, he, he yeah. comes alive in a special way in that. So I think that's perfect. Yes, he is born to be awkward. Yeah. Uh, I'm more, I'm the kind of guy who's trying to fill in all the blanks. Yeah. <laughs> we need you both. Yeah, yeah. We need yeah, both true, kinds. You work Sorry. well together. <laughs> oh, well, Gary, thank you for chatting today and, and thank you for this record. I, I love hearing the stories and even just the the title swap is really interesting and, and it's such a good encouragement for all of us. It's the stuff that we really need right, right now. Thanks for chatting. We're so sad we couldn't get up to you guys this I year. Know. But next year, we're a coming. 
I I know. Tw- so it it had to be you know delayed to twenty twenty one. That's right. That's wild and crazy. Um, I know. So so sad. But um, it's always it's always one of our favorite shows being up with you guys. But we'll just have to wait wait another year. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> That'll be hard to wait, but um, we'll really look forward to it and. Uh, you know, in the meantime, connect with Ren Collective on all of the internet, um, buy out all of their merch, stream the new record, and attend the uh, socially, distant, so- socially distant worship club meet. You guys have a knack for long titles of things. Well, it just sounded, it was so ironic. I think some people started getting annoyed and telling us it should be like physically distant. You know, we're not socially distant. And then we're like, you've missed the whole irony of it. Just right. don't worry about it. But you started with the whole experiment thing and then had to drop that from your your band. So why not start everything with the longer things, shorten it as you go along. It's fine. It's going to be, after the quarantine, it's just going to be called the Worship Club, isn't it? That's what it's going to be called. (laughs) Yeah, we know. We know that. We're all anticipating it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gareth, well, uh, stay well. Yes, And uh, I hope that, you know, you and your family make it through this in a happy and healthy way. Yes, and to you and all your listeners, keep going, don't give up, and uh, we're praying for you all. And yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a while yet, but uh, but we're in God's hands. There you go. Next step, revival. Woo! There we go. Bring it on. If anybody is gonna do the pep rally for a worldwide revival, it's gonna be your band. You know. See. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Good talking with you, Gareth. Take care. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Big thanks to Gareth for joining me on this episode. I want to encourage you to check out this new record, Choose to Worship, available now. And keep your eyes and ears peeled on social media for those socially distant worship club meetings and for resources for your church coming soon. You can join me this Sunday morning on WJTL for a Choose to Worship themed playlist, 6 until 10 o'clock at FM 90.3 locally, or stream it at WJTL.com or on our free app. You can also connect with me on social media. Just search WJTL Praise and Worship on Facebook and Instagram. If you've listened to any other episodes of this podcast, you know that I do love bonus features. And one of my favorite parts of the interview is what happens at the very beginning of the call. You may have been hearing that sound effect of the FaceTime phone ringing over and over for a while, but I did answer and here's what happened. Hey. (laughs) Hello. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, doing good. Glad to hear it. I just... uh, I just finished a workout there, so, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just thought, I can squeeze this in before you call, I can squeeze it in, and here we are. Ah. I love that ambitiousness. You know, when you're stuck at home, goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that is really funny. Uh, so cardio, or what, what, what do you do for a oh, workout? Oh, just, just some uh, weights. Some dumbbells and then press ups and you know air squats. Now, any of this with the kids? I was tempted, tempted for the more throwing things. Yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, not yet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! I have a five-year-old, and so there is no working out without him wanting to be involved. Right. Yes. So you have to I- embrace it. You know, there's no real mummy spaces there from a five year old. Right. <laughs> That's funny. 